Ahoy! I'm the comic book hunter, also known as Hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 28. Uh, for those of you just joining us on A Hero Story, A Hero Story is a podcast all about superheroes. We talk all from the comics, the live action, the video games, all, all the news that comes out the week, and after the news, we go over all the comics that came out that we read this week. This week, our comics are Doomsday Clock, number 8, Shazam, number 1, The Green Lantern, number 2, Grant Morrison, Justice League, also known as Legion of Doom, number 13, and Batman, number 60. Yeah. It, it was a big week in comics, which always makes us happy. Uh, Doomsday Clock, which is like the, I, I would say the biggest event going on in comics right now, came out this week. Uh, it, it leaked earlier, and reading it because I'm a good boy. No, I just want, <laughs> I wanted to read it physically. Same. Uh, I can't stand reading comics online. So, Me too. Um, yeah. So we finally read it this week, and it lived up to the hype. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that when but, we get um, to the comics. Yeah, know, we we will start with the news first, like we usually do. Yeah, we start with the news of the week, and the big news of the week is the Captain Marvel trailer, which dropped uh, Brie Larson, uh, Samuel Jackson, Captain Marvel movie set in the 90s. Um, if you remember back from the first trailer, we're not overly interested in this move a lot of people i guess um not that we hate the character i mean i don't really love her in the comics uh but i, I don't know i just i haven't been excited for this movie i'm not really a big brie larson fan and you know i just this this movie even both trailers haven't really shown me anything where i'm like oh yeah i gotta go see this i mean yeah I'm yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah movie, I but like I, i'm not going in with really any excitement or hype yeah like the character in the comics uh since like 2000 I'm gonna say like 2015, maybe. She hasn't been very lovable. Civil in War comics. <laughs> Yeah, well, even before Civil War Two, she was kind of like a jerk in a way. She's like, I play by my own rules. I don't need no one telling me what to do. It's like, okay, that's great for anti-heroes, but like, you're kind of you're a superhero. You're supposed to inspire people, so it's just kind of she comes off as kind of a jerk a lot of times. Not just to villains, but to other heroes too. <clears throat> Iron Man. So it makes it yeah. not very. Um, comic fans tend not to like her that much nowadays and coming in with this movie it's brie larson's gonna have to really show off to make us love her i'm sure the movie will be will be great i mean samuel jackson i think honestly we're gonna love it well at least me at least uh i'm gonna love it i, I don't because of the I other characters I, <laughs> I mean i'm i'm hoping to like it you know i'm not going in there like oh i hate this movie like I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that I end up loving it, but just just from the first two trailers, like I honestly, it, it looks like kind of a generic, you know, origin tale. And I know they were like, it's not your, it's not your generic origin tale. You know, there's a new take on the origin. It's not your typical hero versus villain with similar powers. But like I, I don't know from what I've seen so far, and I mean, you know, trailers can be deceiving, but I, so far I'm just like, eh, not feeling it. Still though, it's still gonna be not like a clone fight, like. Superman versus Zod, Black Panther versus Killmonger, and those fights can be great. Yeah, no, 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 it is different. Yeah, so that's nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Kree a lot, or the Skrulls, sorry, the Skrulls a lot, because, like, having uh, all these characters that are, they look different, who are they? Like, we don't know who the Skrulls could be, because they could be anyone. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to young Nick Fury, Nick Fury, sorry. Uh, I'm looking forward to young Coulson. I'm looking forward to all these references, but... As far as Captain Marvel herself, I don't know. I don't 
know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like all all her line delivery so far, and no hate to the actress. Like I know she's an award winning actress, and you know she's done great work in other roles. But like, just you, could, it sounds like she's bored. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, what was the line? In a fight your war, I'm gonna end it. Like, like there was no enthusiasm to me. I was yeah, like, eh, I kinda, don't know. I'm just. It's kind of how fighting wars works too. When you think about it. Like, I, like, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do narration in a trailer and you're going to talk about ending a war, I want you to be pumped up, you know? I don't know. It 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 just seems like, I mean, we'll have to wait till the movie, but I mean, I hope this isn't like a miscast because periodically with the MCU, they haven't really had any um, miscast for their heroes, at least, you know? Like, every hero has been casted really well. So. Maybe the first war machine <laughs> since he didn't want to continue, but... Besides that, I, I mean, think... I kind of liked him. That, that was I more of a too. money dispute, but I, I liked him. I did too. It's just he didn't continue. So yeah, but but I'm saying like I don't I don't feel like any of their superheroes have been miscast. Maybe Quicksilver, but even then, I I don't know. There hasn't been anyone where I'm like, oh, that's a major miscast, like terrible casting. So like I don't doubt their ability to cast. You know, I'm sure Brie Larson will end up doing great as Captain Marvel. But so far, I'm just I haven't gotten anything from it. Yeah, she she is a good act actress. She has good chemistry with Tom Hiddleston and Samuel Jackson from uh, Kong Skull Island. So, granted, I don't think she'll be interacting with Loki since you know he he died. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick Fury, I'm excited to see that. I'm mostly excited like this movie didn't have or this uh, trailer didn't have any references to the MCU really. But I hope we get a a few. Like I hope we reference Camp- Captain America. I hope we reference like Tony Stark's dad maybe uh yeah that's about that's about all i could think of that would be reference uh guardians of the galaxy stuff for sure um i guarantee we'll get some of that maybe we'll even get like a young yondu mention or something like that that'd be cool yeah no i wouldn't be surprised if there's like some easter egg drops maybe the original ant-man and the wasp Ooh, ooh, uh, that'd be awesome I, I could see that happening some hank pym but action yeah this uh, trailer as a whole it told more of a story it was a better trailer than the one before it told a story. We now know that they're changing the origin for sure. Uh, her cat is no longer named Chewy. <laughs> its name is Goose. So, <laughs> 0 out of 10. No, I'm kidding. Uh, basically, <laughs> it seems like her origin is she was mind control to leave Earth or something like that. And she's like, she's getting memories back from her old life, being a fighter pilot. That's what it seems like. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they said they were going to change her origin because they didn't want it to be too close to Green Lantern, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which it is very close to Green Lantern. <laughs> so I don't blame them for doing that. Um, so anytime you change up the origin, you know, it gives you a lot of creative freedom. So we'll see how it ends up playing out. But yeah, so far it just looks like she's uh, some kind of like mind control. And maybe that's why she sounds so sulky in the trailer. <laughs> and uh, but, but I don't know. I guess she was mind controlled and, you know, was forced into fighting and now she's gonna end it yeah i, I do um, like that they're using no. <laughs> both like the long hair like no mask and as well as the mohawk with the mask on i love that they're doing that i think do you like the mask um i i like her better without it i'm just glad they're throwing it in just for comic fans to be like hey i remember when she wore that kind of thing i doubt she will wear it for yeah. a long time yeah, like, I don't know. I thought I thought the CGI and the mask kind of looked weird in the trailer, and I know it's just a trailer, so the VFX isn't like done yet. But I was like, "Ooh, that, that mask kind of looks weird." Yeah, because I don't think when, it's when a it real looked, mask. 
<laughs> I think it's a CGI. It yeah. kind of like comes apart like Star Lord's helmet, which is cool. Yeah, Star Lord or Black Panther or Spider Man or Iron Man or really anybody in the MCU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot they all do that now. Uh, but, <laughs> but I think it looks cool. I'm, I think if, the last. If yeah. Advanced Shuri's technology is that they're able to match alien like Kree technology from, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, it's alien, so makes sense. Like, well, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense as far as the Marvel <laughs> universe does. Uh, the last fight that it showed at the end for like a quick five seconds of her flying through space shooting stuff, I like that a lot. I like how powerful she is. She's probably like I wouldn't say as strong as Thor, but she looks like the second strongest Avenger, maybe. Like just flying through space, blowing yeah. up shifts with her hand. That that looked cool. I want to see more of that. It does make yeah, me really. Yeah, my hope want. is like, my, my hope is like we're not gonna get her like, like the second she's placed in the MCU, like she's the most powerful. Like I want to see kind of a build up because I think that's the best way to do it with any hero. Uh, not to compare everything to the Flash, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wally's just so compelling because he doesn't become the fastest overnight. You know, he doesn't just you know become faster than Barry and Jay just because he's the main flash he becomes the fastest you know with a great build-up and when he finally becomes the fastest you like you feel like you lived it with him so i hope when they make her more powerful it's like a gradual thing not like right away yeah i've been in like avengers 5 or captain marvel 2 start to become stronger uh captain marvel 1 make her struggle a bit uh avengers 4 make her stronger make her like a powerhouse but still maybe not as strong as thor i would say because we we've been with thor forever I, I don't want just uh, this new character to show up and just beat it, beat Thor immediately. Like, come yeah. on. But yeah. Yeah. Besides no, that, uh, Captain Marvel trailer, I you know it's okay. I give it like a honestly like a seven out of ten, maybe six point five. It didn't <laughs> blow me away. I'm sorry, it didn't. I'm, I'm gonna see it day one. I'm sure I'll love it, but it, the trailer didn't blow me away. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably give it like a six out of ten as well. Um, it, it's definitely better than the first one. Oh yeah, uh, but that's not saying that much because I didn't think the first one was that good at all. Um, but yeah, I, I have hopes for this movie and I hope I really enjoy it. But right now, I'm just kind of like, eh, I'll see it. You know, it's another Marvel movie. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's good according to Brie Larson. <laughs> she said it's well, like I, the... I'd, I'd hope that she liked her own movie. <laughs> yeah, but like when she was talking about it before it came, I was like, "Good luck getting sleep tonight." Captain Marvel trailer tomorrow. It's like. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm sleeping just as well as I do any other night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Good night, like Bree. Like, kind of overstating the power. Like when she's like, uh, we're gonna break the internet, and then they released like three images, and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't think he made like a dent. You wanna <laughs> yeah. know who broke the internet? Henry Cavill broke the internet. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. And plus, like, she's like, oh, we're gonna. Good luck getting sleep tonight because it's coming out. But also, you know what else is coming out? Well rumors say twitter has been going crazy and instagram has been going crazy and is facebook still a thing i'm sure facebook's going crazy over the fact <laughs> is that MySpace going crazy <laughs> probably and reddit and vines maybe they're going crazy because uh, Vine, apparently Vine is definitely dead <laughs> apparently we're getting an avengers trailer on tuesday oh wait no that that already happened wednesday oh no wait 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 no not wednesday today maybe <laughs> 
Yeah, we've been happen Thursday for the last like month. Um, Jeremy, I think his name's Conrad or something like that, and some other Marvel guys. Like we're getting like be excited this week. Like they try to get everybody's hype up. They get a million retweets, and then nothing happens. And then they're like, oh, but but next week's gonna be Marvel's week, and then Daredevil gets canceled, and we're like, <laughs> and, then, and 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 then he's like, no, 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 next week, next week is gonna be their week and then still nothing and it's just like i don't think he knows as much as we give him credit for <laughs> yeah you know? i think like he has some credit this time because he's just like monday captain marvel then later on avengers 4 then later on spider-man fire from home but it's like okay we did get captain marvel so that's that's good rumor has it that avengers 4 was pushed back to friday due to a funeral so yeah president uh former president george hw bush died uh earlier this week and they did like a big service on wednesday i believe with like um the presidents after him like funeral so that i understand why they pushed it back but uh yeah i don't know why it didn't drop today then well the rumor was on wednesday it was rumored to drop friday so hopefully it'll drop right now as you're listening to this go check youtube maybe it's up but maybe it's not (laughs) Uh, as far as the Spider-Man trailer, though, apparently it's releasing at Brazil Comic-Con, which I believe Tom Holland is going to, and that's on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I saw the booth set up. They had, like, the Far From Home logo, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get probably, like, a teaser trailer. Like, you remember the one where it was, like, and he's like, come on, get the suit on, and then it's, like, uh, from TS, and then he, you see, like, the wings, the uh, webs underneath oh, the suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that trailer, that. like. It was like, I don't know, 20 seconds long. If we got something like that, that's all I need. Like, yeah. that's all I need to hold me over. Do do a little tease of maybe, like, some webs, Tom's voice, like Peter Parker's voice, and maybe a look at Mysterio's helmet. That's all we need. Yeah. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal finally posted on... He made an Instagram, posted, like, him reading a Mysterio comic, and he's like, I just realized I'm not Spider-Man. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that... Tom- that's apparently uh, Jake Gillinghall confirming that he's Mysterio. I thought we already all knew this. That was just from Seth Pictures. Marvel has said nothing. Jake has said nothing until just now. So it was just fans being all super sneaky and acting like we're official. But yeah, now it is official. We saw Jake Gyllenhaal, but like, yeah, now he's actually come out and said it. So that's and, cool. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. like a pretty big actor for like a villain role in the MCU. I feel like the good thing for the Spider-Man movies, like Michael Keaton's a pretty good actor, so you got a really good vulture. Jake Gyllenhaal's a really good actor, so I'm expecting a good Mysterio. Like, you know, I kind of like that. Even though I wasn't the biggest Homecoming fan, you, you got some good villains, and that could help, you know, carry your trilogy. Yeah, I just, oh, I hope we get Doc Ock in the third one. <laughs> I really, that, that really want that. That would be great. A Sinister Six with Doc Ock, similar to Spider-Man PS4. Oof. Please, Oof. please. I don't know who I'd cast as that, but please. Anyways, yeah, Twitter is just... It's kind of being annoying, in a way. <laughs> but I wish uh, Kevin yeah, Feige or, I, like, would say that it's coming, or, like, the official Twitter account for, like, Avengers or Spider-Man would say it, instead of just, I mean, like, did, did you some see guy. the Russo brothers did a live stream? No, I didn't. What happened? They did a live stream. I, I didn't watch it, but I, I read about it online. Apparently, they said uh, no Avengers trailer till 2019. And then, I, I don't know, I guess Kevin Feige came out and said that they were just like messing around. But I don't now I don't really know what to believe anymore. I huh. was just like, okay, um, sure. Okay, here's the question. Do you actually think that Avengers 4 is coming like Friday? Mm, maybe. <laughs> like 50% um, sure. I don't, I, I, okay, honestly with waiting 
a little longer. I get like marketing wise why you should release it now, but if if like I, I'm a guy who will watch like the first trailer, maybe the second one, but then after that I'll stop watching like TV spots because I I don't want to watch the whole movie before it comes out. You know, I want to enjoy a lot of the stuff. You know, I I did that with Batman vs Superman. I watched every TV spot, every trailer, and when I went to the movie, I felt like I'd already seen so much of it. Yeah, so, I did the same thing with BVS. With, with Avengers Four, if they released the minimal, I mean, you have to obviously have to do some marketing. But if they released the minimal, I'm very okay with that. If they waited till 2019, January 2019, I'm okay with. It. I'm not one too. of those people who's obsessing like we need. Just give me a title. That's that's all you need to hold the fans over for now. Give them a title: Avengers Annihilation, Avengers Disassembled. I don't know, whatever the hell you want to name it. Maybe a poster too. Yeah, a poster and a title for Friday perfect and then do a trailer january boom done yeah that'd be cool pay us money marvel (laughs) there's our that's the movie news then uh no gaming news this week i think we're just really quick just really quick with the movie news uh david sandberg director of shazam uh is under a lot of heat on social media lately oh yeah yeah crazy goes crazy at anything uh david sandberg on instagram posted a poll of which superhero movie are you excited for the most in 2019 shazam avengers or Captain Marvel or Spider-Man Far From Home. And, well, judging that he's directing Shazam, he chose Shazam. Shocker. And um, he said the original like the original Captain Marvel with a smiley face. Very innocent post, right? Nobody should get mad at that, right? Well, this... wrong. This is, this is the internet 2018, and we have to be mad at everything. Um, they got really mad at, at him for calling Shazam the, Cap- the original Captain Marvel, which is actually That's just like a fact, fact though. <laughs> and then um, they got mad at him for not being excited for Avengers 4, and um, that just had me scratching my head, like, do, do you not expect this man to be excited for his own movie? And <laughs> it was just an innocent joke. I don't know. The internet blew up about it for no reason, and David is right. He could like his own movie. He doesn't have to be excited for Avengers 4 if he doesn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Anger. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just get really annoyed. And this is why I don't use Twitter that often. I have a Twitter, but, like, honestly, I barely use it because it's just – I can't stand using Twitter. So mm-hmm. Twitter stands that, – that, that's what they call the fans of Marvel sometimes, the Twitter stands or Marvel stands. They're, they're unbearable. Unbearable. Yeah, they, fact, they, they can be annoying at times. Just Okay, if you're an MCU fan, except that you're an MCU fan, people could like the MCU. People could love it. But some people can dislike it. Some people can be can like some movies and not like others. Gotta accept that. You can't fight people when you hear some person saying Iron Man 2 wasn't that good. You can't just rage on them. Don't fight them. Don't argue. It's okay. <laughs> Hunter, you know this firsthand. You're the one who made a post about Thor Ragnarok being bad. And then I, I yeah. that comment section getting very ugly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, people calling was... you a fake fan. And, and that, oh man, that was, that was the that bad was comment funny. section. November of last year it was, was a good fun time. To watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. So that that's it for the movie news and um, for comic news. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis uh, for Hanukkah. Hanukkah's event. I'm not Jewish, so I don't know exactly how many days, but I want to say seven, but I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> but I guess my Michael Brian my Brian Michael Bendis has been giving us like treats for each day of Hanukkah and mostly Young Justice variant covers. Uh, one of which being the meme where like the guy. Is, is checking out yeah boy and a random passing by which was uh hilarious and i i really wish that every variant cover would do memes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's a really good idea i wish i wish they would introduce um and then he gave us some other ones with like impulse and robin and some various other heroes which were uh cassie uh a few more Thunder group Girl shots Thunder. of like robin yeah. teen lantern and cassie 
was one of them. So they look cool though. They look really cool. Yeah. It it uh, brings the uh, hype. I'm nervous because yeah, no, badass. And I Bendis is like showing this all off, but I'm like, don't forget about Superman because your Superman's been really, really good. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be busy with all the work he's doing, but and Bendis we trust, right? He could he could do it. I, I believe in him. I didn't know. Oh, it's weird that we're saying that. <laughs> August is yeah, here. No, we like were we, not saying that. Go 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 in the time machine back to when Bendis first got announced at DC, and we're like, Bendis at DC? No. But no, he's been awesome so far, and I really hope you know Young Justice is great. I've been rereading a little bit of Young Justice '98, and God damn, it's such an awesome series. It is, yeah. And like I really love it so much. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Young Justice come January to return finally. <laughs> And that's about it for the comic news of the week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, and, that's um, not. Brian Michael Bendis also posted something else this week where he's just like, oh, oh you, remember, right. you know, uh, John Kent, how he's getting all old and stuff in space with Jor-El? Well, he, he encountered some people in space, fun fact, and it is none other than the crime syndicate, who are the basically the Justice League from Earth 3, I believe. And they're evil. They're very bad. <laughs> but they're like they're like the anti-Justice League, but not like a, I'm Superman, but bad. I'm Batman, but bad. They're like really, really well done characters. They're really, really well written. written. They have different personalities, but they're so, so, they're such a good team. And they're all dead, too. So we're going to have to get Bendis to explain how they're here. Because they all died in either 2015 or 2016. And I think Forever Evil was 2015. 14 yeah yeah so they're all dead apparently Alman might be book hunter on instagram he's been posting and letting you know how everyone died which has actually been very helpful oh has he dark side war in the longest yeah he has. What, what a good guy that hunter <laughs> uh, to follow him. but i haven't read i haven't read dark side war and all that good new 52 stuff in way too long so it's i read nice it to, like uh, twice a year so <laughs> good <laughs> it, it's a great series but basically they're all dead uh, I'm explaining why on my Instagram they're all dead, and I'm hoping Bendis gives an explanation besides just being like, "Oh, they're back, they're back." We're not gonna say how, but they're back because they're all they all should be dead. But yeah, uh, I, my best explanation. I mean, we've, heard, we've heard stuff in the past where. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, uh, go on. No, I, I was just gonna say that um, we've heard in the past that Bendis has a little problems with continuity. So yeah, and he did in, no explanation. He did in Man of Steel when he did the solar flare effect, but Superman's still out of his powers. So <clears throat> so bothers me. But <laughs> basically, um, the Crime Syndicate—they're dead. If they were to return, I would want it so Owl Man survived because he died because Doctor Manhattan kind of did the whole Thanos and he disappeared. Uh, but there's blood left behind, so that makes me assume he died. But if they had it so then he just teleported and was injured during the teleportation, that would be cool. And maybe he, like, time-traveled. That would be cool. But it's not Doomsday Clock, so I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to do that. If it was Doomsday Clock, then I feel like they would do that. But since it's just Bendis, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, Speaking no, of Doomsday Clock, though... Speaking of Doomsday yeah, Clock. Yeah, Doomsday Clock number eight came out this week. Oh, which okay. Is... Welcome to uh, 23 <laughs> Minutes. Welcome to the comic talk. We are going to talk comic yeah, books comics. and stuff. Yeah. So Doomsday Clock number eight of 12 finally came out. It came out faster than I... I felt like it came out faster than I thought. At least Not months. for me. It came out like... The, the last issue came out like... What? Uh, October? 
November? No, October? Yeah, October. October. It's been yeah. a while. Yes. But and then this one even got delayed an extra week because it was supposed to come out like Thanksgiving week and or week once that Wednesday and it didn't end up coming out and it was one sad boy. Oh, okay. but, <laughs> but it's out. It, it's out now and it was awesome. So it leaked, as we said in the beginning of the episode, it leaked. But uh, us good boys, comic book hunter and history of the Flash, did not read it. Yeah, we're good boys. We will not stand for that. No, <laughs> uh, it got leaked because. Um, any media that contains uh, the Russian president Vladimir Putin uh, has to be sent to them for, like, checking. I guess. I, don't know. I guess they got to make sure they're not bad mouthing Putin in the uh, in the in issue. The comic, yeah. But somehow it leaked from there, and uh, yeah, it, it leaked. And we did not read it, but we read it this week, and it was awesome. Hunter, you want to give a quick recap? Yeah, not sure. Quick. Take okay. It as long as you want. Uh, I'll, I'll try to be quick. <laughs> so starts off with uh, Osmondeus in the White House. Just kind of like reading stuff. And this cat kind of goes... And kind of sleeps. That that was a good cat impression. (laughs) Thank you. And then we go to Metropolis, the Daily Planet. And Lois is just like, someone's been through my desk. What the heckity heck? And there's people in the background reading. And you see a newspaper that says, Breaking at the White House. Um, Lois Lane is kind of frustrated. Clark Kent is kind of there. And he uses his x-ray vision. And he's like, there's no fingerprints. And your desk always looks like this. So who cares? And <laughs> then Jimmy Olsen comes in, True. Give, gives uh, Lois Lane some orange juice, and she's like, this ain't orange juice, this is Kool-Aid. And I don't know, it's kind of, it's just kind of Jeff Johns just writing The Daily Planet, which is nice. You know, this is like the calm before the <laughs> storm. Just the, the Daily Planet has a busy day. And then she gets a letter, and we don't see who it's from. It just says Lois Lane, and then it kind of cuts out. But she's like, what do we have here? And then she goes to read it, but then the news is on, and we see Firestorm in Russia, I believe. He's a uh, mm-hmm. he's fighting some fire guy, and it's like, oh, okay, that's not good. And then uh, Perry White just like, this is big, folks. Who wants to go to Moscow and do a story on this? And Lois and Clark both raise their hand, like, yeah, we'll go. They seem kind of excited because you know, metahumans, they're okay with that. Uh, back to Firestorm, he's fighting this guy, and he's getting like the basically. This seems like the Justice League of Russia in a way, because there's like a speedster, there's like a people that can fly and stuff. They're trying to fight Firestorm, getting him to stop. Firestorm's just going crazy. And then he kind of does this thing where he just, he freaks out and he just does this huge explosion and turns like, looks like about like close to a hundred people. He turns them to glass because for those who don't know, firestorms are not all just fire. He could also turn objects into certain metals and rocks and gemstones and stuff. Like he can make kryptonite. So firestorm is pretty, pretty overpowered when you think about it, but he, because he's young, it makes it better. Anyways, this happens and he turns all these people in the glass and on the news people are calling this a terrorist attack and so clark is just like okay i'm out and you don't see him run away but you see lois's hair kind of like have a wind effect and then she's like clark and she looks and he's gone so i thought that was cool look out the window and he's flying he's off and they're like there goes soups goes he's gonna get firestorm and then yeah superman doesn't go to russia though he goes to karnak is that how you say it you know? I, I've never known how to pronounce it. I just kind of Black Adam place. <laughs> Kandak. Yeah, it's Black Adam's country. Kandak. Basically, for those who don't know, basically in Doomsday Clock, there's this whole thing where metahumans are kind of looked down upon. Now they're kind of like, get rid of metas. We just leave the normal people Kind of like the X-Men, right? It's very much like the X-Men, yeah. Uh, so Superman goes to Black Adam's country and he sees a bunch of metahumans like Giganta and he sees this green guy. And he's just like, wow, there's people, there's like metahumans and they're just acting like normal people here. That's kind of cool. 
goes to the Black Adam's throne room and it's beautifully drawn. It's beautifully colored. The lighting is like amazing. There's just torches and he's just sitting in a throne. And he goes, hello, Superman. Stands up and they look at each other and then they shake hands. And it's like, I like that. Don't make Black Adam just an evil guy. Black Adam is really just like, he has bad opinions at times, but he just wants to do whatever he can to save metahumans. That's his whole character. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, they take a walk and it's around the park. And Black Adam kind of explains this country, Kandak. I'm going to say it's Kandak. This country, Kandak, okay. it's for metahumans. You know, you come here, they live like normal people. Normal people could come here too, but I will treat everyone equally. Like this guy, for example. This is a Sandstorm. And Sandstorm's like this big, naked-looking sand guy. And goes to shake Superman's hand, but then he faces the dust and there's a child underneath. It's like, Sandstorm is a boy. Do you really think this boy is a terrorist? Do you think this boy is a bad guy? It's like, No. <laughs> And then Black Adam goes to explain every metahuman is welcome here, including Firestorm. And Superman's just like, okay, well, Firestorm just kind of killed people. Well, not really killed, but turned them to glass. They argue for a bit, and Super- Superman's like, okay, I'm going to go find uh, Firestorm. Back to uh, the Daily Planet. Lois is working late after hours, just kind of working. Finally, decides to open up the little envelope she got where there's a little drive. She puts the drive in the computer, and there's a little, welcome to America, and this is old old video about the justice society of america and we see our first look at the justice society in in like 10 years i feel like almost 10 years yeah yeah we see jay we see uh jay garrick we see alan scott we see hawkman we see dr fate all acting like they're old (laughs) the specter you see the sandman in there uh i think wildcat you see pretty much every member Mm mm-hmm and she's like, who the hell are the Just Society of America? Because no one knows who they are because Dr. Manhattan decided to go get rid of them. Anyways. <laughs> well, again, uh, the Thanos snap. <laughs> little, yeah, we basically Thanos snapped them. Superman goes to Russia, finds uh, this little like fire farm place where Firestorm's hiding. Firestorm brought a kid that he turned to glass and he's trying to like get rid of the glass to make him back to normal. He's really panicking. Like, oh, just leaned into my mic there. Sorry, headphone users. He's really panicking. He kind of, he kind of is freaking out. And Superman's like, "What the hell are you doing with this child, Firestorm?" And he's just like, "I, I feel like I can make him get back to normal." The professor in my head is saying we could do this, but I can't. And super, he kind of explains to Superman that when I turn something into something else, I could usually turn it back. But since it's a living thing, it's more difficult. Superman kind of gives this little smile and says i know you can do it and it kind of gets firestorm inspiration because you know it's superman so he keeps trying 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 and eventually he actually saves the boy and the boy is back to normal and uh firestorm is like amazed by that and the boy just looks scared and they see superman and he goes superman superman and superman says hi in russian and he hugs him and picks him up and the boy's just so happy to see superman so it's like i love that i love that a lot (laughs) And then things start to get a little crazy because uh, we see Putin. And he's doing a speech on how, like, Firestorm killed these people and we are going to go put war on America. We're at war now for the United States. And Superman appears and Putin is thankfully being like, it's Superman. Hey, he fights for the Earth, not just America. Let's all be at peace here. And the Superman decides to do a speech. JD, do you want to read it? Or do you have the comic uh, in front yeah, of you? Yeah, no, no. I- yeah, I do. I love this speech, so I would love to read it if that's okay. all right with yeah. you. <laughs> you. I'll be you be Superman. I'll be the other guy in the speech. <laughs> all right, so Superman comes up to Putin, and uh, he says, Thank you. I'd like to explain that to you, to everyone. There's still hope. 
I realized in times like this, it's hard to remember that. What happened here is a tragedy that affects every one of us. I'm not here to pass judgments. That's not my role in the world. But I am here to ask you to trust me. What Firestorm did was an accident. But it's one that can be undone. You all know I come from another planet. One that was called Krypton. My world did not survive because the council couldn't agree. They couldn't come together to try and save it. We need to come together now. We can't let those trying to divide us to divide us even further. The Superman theory has spread fear and hatred throughout the world. It's the source of the riots in our respective countries and the sh- and the strife between our nations. What the hell are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so then we see Batman. He's kind of like in his ship, just listening to this. And the tragedy here in Moscow. And then he presses. And then, Batman presses a button and he goes, "Clark, it's Bruce. You need to stop talking." Keep your mouth the... shut. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Don't pick a side. The demonization of metahumans is wrong. The demonization of any group of people is wrong. Firestorm is not the villain you believe he is. And then Putin's like, he's the reckless kid with too much power. And then uh, <laughs> Superman's like, he can help the, those he accidentally hurt. He can change them, but... And before he could even finish his sentence, enough. And then Putin is just like you know he doesn't want to hear it he can't you know he's an american agent superman that he's not there he he turned these people to glass because he's he did it for the americans to which firestorm comes and the russian people start running and yeah, firestorm with the little boy. arrives with no. the boy yeah he's like no I, I can help you and then superman's like stop as the russian military starts to shoot at him superman takes the bullets for him and the boy and uh then the bullets start Ricocheting off and hitting the people made of glass, shattering their heads and faces, and it was gross. Which is uh, confirming the that they're dying because if they're glass, Firestorm could turn them back. But now the government's just shooting them by accident. It's just breaking and, and, and the glass. This, and and this kills Firestorm. He's like, "No, you're killing them!" And then the Russian Justice League starts charging Superman, which the blue flash looks actually really awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know, know you say that. Her. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a speedster uh, that in kind of like a Wally West like suit, but it's blue and she has pink hair. Mm-hmm. and she's russian yeah <laughs> and basically uh, they decide like okay superman's defending firestorm firestorm's the villain so superman's a bad guy now so they all start fighting superman this is where i get stressed out reading this it's finals yeah. week i don't need this jeff yeah. johns <laughs> same same they um, all start so fighting the, the russian firestorm yeah grabs the american firestorm and he's holding him and he's like please i can make it right and the russian firestorms is like that he knows the truth and Superman's like, no, and he knocks over a tank and just like, even well, because this Lois, tank started, I think watching it. yeah, this tank starts driving towards Firestorm, and as it's doing that, it's just running over these glass people, breaking yeah. them, killing these and, people. So Superman, but it, but it looks bad on TV the the way it's aimed because it just looks like Superman's like turning over a tank. So <laughs> it's it's interesting the way the media is kind of portrayed in this. And the whole time Very Lois is watching this on TV, she's like freaking out. She drops her mug. Uh, Batman's just like, damn it, and starts like, he turns the ship around and starts heading straight to Russia at full speed. Granted, it's still going to take a while, so this whole time, Firestorm's just trying to stop the bullets. He's trying to stop it. Superman's trying to stop the tank by using his heat vision to break the uh, wheels. Firestorm's freaking out. He's trying to pick up the piece, like a, he tries to pick up an arm that was on the ground. He's screaming, why wouldn't you listen? Some ghost girl from the Justice League of Russia goes through Superman, hurting Superman. And Firestorm starts to burn up even more and more because Firestorm's powers, his firepower is going to work on Rage. So the angrier he is, the more fire around him. So there's just fire everywhere. And we get these beautiful panels 
on page 27. Batman's like driving full speed and he starts talking to Clark again. He goes, Superman, listen to me. We get this panel of Superman kind of looking to the side, like yelling. You get Batman saying, the energy readings are spiking. You see Batman to the side yelling. You see Firestorm to the side yelling and saying, don't lose control, Ronnie. And Ronnie, who is Firestorm, is like, Superman, I, I'm okay. And then Batman just screams, like the energy spikings, it's not Firestorm. And then turn the page and you get this huge flash of blue light. Batman was just hitting Moscow at this point. He's just got to Russia and you see his, the window of his batship shatter. You see the TVs just go static and you see Osman Deus looking at all these static TVs going, yes, it begins. Then it ends. Then it ends. <laughs> Holy so, crap. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> the issue was so intense at the end. Oh my god. So it looks like Ozyman Deus did something, but we don't know what. It's just this big blue flash of light. I mean, not Ozyman Deus, Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan did something. We don't know what. He must have teleported them all out of there. You see like silhouettes of Superman and Firestorm in the blue light, and you see a silhouette of Batman getting like glass in his face. But then that's it. Yeah. For those of you who read Doomsday Clock, uh, at the end of each issue, there's usually like newspaper articles about what's happening there's uh, comic strips there's letters that you can read this is all newspaper articles and something i read all these and i thought it was kind of interesting so the first one is all about the riot right first one's the daily star it's a star cities newspaper all about the riot the next few are about uh superman how superman's like he's hitting tanks which side is superman on is superman against the russians and the last one is superman is missing so the interesting thing about these is uh, the first one, during the riot, it's Wednesday, June 5th, 2019. Oh, 2019. Okay. Wednesday, June 5th. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize it took place then. And then the next two, are, or the next few are June 6th. And Superman Missing is June 6th. So it's been at least 24 hours since this happened. Since So clearly, Dr. Manhattan teleported Superman out of there. And now he's missing. <clears throat> so it's like... Yeah, and I'd also like to point out that the news articles, like, every single one is negative or against Superman, except for the Daily Planet. The Daily Planet, which is the one that you would expect to be, you know, kind of hard on Superman, Perry White is holding out for the truth, and then he says the truth... The, the, the title of his thing is The Truth We Don't Know. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the all these uh, pictures are pictures of people on fire. Next one is Superman looking angry. Next one is Superman body-checking the tank. And the last one is Superman with a bunch of kids. And it says, last spring, Superman saves children of a new Troy school district. So it's like, respect. But Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this issue. This, this issue was all. I feel like with every Doomsday Clock issue, I'm like, best issue yet. And it's true. Every issue, I'm like, best issue yet. This, this is like the tip of the iceberg, I feel like. I feel like there's so much underneath that we still don't know. And these last four issues are all going to be intense. Jeff Johns knows how to write Superman, and it pains me that this is the most we've had to Superman in Doomsday Clock, and his logo is on the Doomsday Clock logo, but it took eight issues to actually talk about what Superman's doing in this, and he, yeah. his speech is so good, and I love how he kept talking when Batman told him not to. Also, we used to kind of have a few complaints that Batman was kind of featured too much in Doomsday Clock, since this is a Watchmen and Superman story. Why is Batman in this so much? But I love Batman in this issue. I thought he his character was really well done. How he's telling Superman, like, you're going to start a war here. And then he goes to save Superman, but then 
gets hit by the Manhattan, which is crazy. And he knew it was coming too because he's like, "It's not firestorms spiking; it's and then hit." Yeah, oh, this yeah. issue's so uh, and deep. I, and I and I think that um, Superman was written perfectly in this issue. I'm a big fan of Jeff Johns' uh, Superman like writing. Me too. I love Superman New Origin, which is by Jeff, and a bunch of the other ones by Jeff. And I just thought he wrote them perfectly in this issue. Yeah, me too. Also, um, so every little Doomsday Clock Easter eggs here, we don't really know the full meaning until now, I think. Every few pages, it's like a certain page number. Uh, I can't remember the page numbers off the top of my head, but every every single issue, there's certain page numbers where glass breaks. And in this issue, the same page numbers, glass breaks, but it's people made of glass. So it's like, mm-hmm. whoa. Like issue, uh, uh, yeah. page 24, there's always glass breaking in the bottom left panel. And this one, it's a person getting run over by a tank made of glass. So they kind of took all the, like, oh, here's like a window breaking. Here's a person shattering. Like, kind of went extreme there. But I really like the whole glass theory, how there's something to do with glass in each issue. And sometimes it could be like a glassless breaking. Sometimes it could be like a fire alarm, like someone breaking glass to get to a, a fire extinguisher. This one is like people. So it kind of went a little extreme there, but... It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say like Doomsday Clock is the perfect comic, but God damn it, it's the perfect comic. <laughs> it's the perfect it's, comic. It's so good. And I, I really need to like know how it ends. And knowing the next issue won't be out till January 23rd, I think, is like heartbreaking. Oh, that hurts. Because <laughs> it's so long from now. And that I really hope hurt. that doesn't get delayed even more. But yeah, so um, this like rating 10 out of 10 just everything about it was so awesome superman was well written the art i mean i know like that's i think that's the reason we're waiting because gary frank art but honestly it's worth it i mean it's so worth it you could tell so much with clark's like facial expressions as superman yeah you can Uh, i don't know it's just even batman batman wears a full mask and you see how like angry or how worried he is about clark oh it's so good yeah (laughs) even lois watching tv looks scared yeah yeah, Gary Frank is just doing so great with the art. Uh, just everything about this issue works, and I'm so excited for the next one, which is going to take so long. And I, I just want to see how it all gets tied back together because I think it's going to be awesome the way it all because they've done the first seven set up, and now like you're really getting to the the juicy part. So I'm ready for it. Yep. Next issue is our first uh, Superman in Manhattan confrontation. I think. I'm guessing. I hope. I guarantee. Yeah. I, I promise. I. I- I hope so too. <laughs> All right. Uh, next uh, issue is another you... Jeff Johns comic, Shazam number one. Shazam has a comic again. Hey, finally. <laughs> there's a certain there's a certain section of Twitter that's not too happy about that. <laughs> For uh, some the reason, Captain Marvel diehards of the '90s, I guess that I don't know. Anyway, uh, this Shazam number one actually pretty enjoyable. Jeff Johns, I mean, considering think about all the comics he's written lately. The clock, DC Rebirth number one, Dark Side War. He's been taking nonstop, like, you know, W after W after W with these issues. And I I think it keeps rolling. I mean, I don't think Shazam's obviously Doomsday Clock good, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was fun. That's what Shazam should be, fun. Um, We kind of start off with a little... Oh, you want to recap this one, actually? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, It starts out in a museum on a field trip. Uh, Freddy is very bored because museum who cares um so he just wants something to happen and then all of a sudden people are coming around the museum good timing uh, Bill, uh billy turns into shazam 
you know, he sneaks off and says, Shazam! Turns into Shazam and starts taking out the robbers who are all wearing Justice League themed masks, which I thought was pretty funny. Kind of remind me of Spider-Man Homecoming when the people are robbing the bank with the Avengers masks. Yeah, it's very much like that. Uh, so then the like the whole Shazam family comes into play, which I thought was pretty cool. At first, when I thought, like, oh, the whole Shazam family is going to be together, like, I was like, eh, I feel like it's going to be so overpowered. But I really love their chemistry together in this issue. It is pretty overpowered when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, seven Shazams. But, like, they're all children, and they all get the kind of, like, I don't know they got the wisdom of Solomon, but they got, like, the minds of children. So they're not all experienced superheroes, even though they have these great powers. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they take down the robbers and then uh, the police are like, you know, what are you guys' names? We need to write it down for the report. And then they can't even decide who's the leader. And um, they, they're all throwing out different names. And I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just say Superman saved them, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, we, we go back to the foster home, the Vasquez foster home, and all the kids are, you know, going to family dinner. It's Billy's, what was it, one-year anniversary, I believe? Yeah, one-year anniversary and, um, of getting, like, uh, in the foster home. by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, they're having lasagna, which is apparently Billy's favorite. Um, they're telling their their foster parents about what happened at the museum, and then they're like, "Oh, who are these people that saved you?" And then again, they're throwing out a bunch of different names. Uh, they're like the Lightning League, the Philadelphia Wizards, the Thunder Squad, you know, <laughs> the all that Magic Men. Yeah. And um, then then all seven of the kids run upstairs and like, "We got homework to do." And then um, they go to their like secret room, which can be opened with like the lightning, which I thought was pretty dope. Yeah, it's like and, any um, door you touch as long as. Billy opens it with his lightning. It leads into like the Shazam headquarter place where Billy got his powers. Yeah, the wizard's place. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's like a train, an abandoned train station. And uh, they they put like the Justice League masks that they you know stopped the robbers with in their kind of like uh, like trophy case, basically souvenir. Uh, <laughs> souvenir, yeah. And they're like, we don't really have much souvenirs. Uh, you know, this math test doesn't count. It's like an A plus math test. Um, so then they're exploring and apparently this place is like really, really huge. It looks like an old church almost. And, um, they found like an, like an abandoned train in there and, uh, it's got like this huge map on it. So they're really setting up a lot in this issue. Uh, there's a, we go back to the Vasquez home and there's a knock on the door and it's Billy's dad, which is like, Oh, and I don't know why I I read it late last night. It looks just like Clark Kent to me. (laughs) And, um, it looks like Shazam, but older. Yeah. It looks like Shazam, but I don't know. Reminds me of like a mission. And uh, after that, there's like an epilogue story uh, focusing on Mary, which is uh, well, this Mary Marvel. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and how she got adopted into the family. It's a nice little story about how she leaves her parents who are abusive. She only has a little bit of money on her, and she gives it to like one of those Santa people who rings the bell. The uh, Salvation she Army. She eventually gets. Yeah. Yeah, she gets adopted by the Vasquezes, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a nice little story. There's a bunny that has powers, I guess. So we'll see where that goes. And that was, that was pretty much the issue. I don't know. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, good, good, quick little recap. There's a little reference in it where uh, they're kind of thinking of code names, and Billy goes, yep, "Maybe I could be Captain Mart," and then he gets cut cut off. So Captain Marvel, ayo. I prefer him being just Shazam, personally. But really, I pr- I prefer Captain Marvel. I guess, but what, what's he really the captain of? I just I don't like his name being his like how he activates his superpower. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like Shazam to me is just that. Like I wish they actually would have went with his name in Flashpoint, Captain Thunder. Captain I Thunder, it was. yeah. That's pretty cool. That would have been pretty cool. I feel like one of the other kids should have that because they. I hope they all get code names. Because right now they're all just like I think the, they will. The, the Shazam family, but they don't really have names. 
It's just they call themselves yeah. like, "Hey, Freddy," but they should need they need code names like, "Hey, Captain Thunder." Yeah, I, I think they will. Probably. Um, very good issue. I give it a nine. Honestly, nine nine point five. I really enjoyed this issue. Not much happened, but it was a really promising. It's first. just good to have Shazam back. I agree. Nine point five. Yes, it's good to have him back. And I hope that you know we get an explanation of where the hell has Shazam been this entire time, which I'm sure we will because Jeff Johns is the mastermind. And uh, yeah, that, I don't think I feel like just the excuse would be like, oh, he was busy with school. Honestly, yeah. Un- unfortunately, number two was delayed uh, five weeks, so we're gonna be waiting quite a while for that. Yeah. But promising first issue, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> the next, the next comic of the week is the Green Lantern number two. Grant Morrison. Morrison. Uh, just kind of like another quick recap. Um, a really cool aliens. Uh, we see one with like a star face, one with like an ex- like a nuclear explosion for a head, which looked awesome. He was the uh, Green Lantern, and uh, it's just like a bunch of different aliens. The star seems to have some kind of powers, and he's being like abducted by other aliens, fellow aliens. Um, the Green Lantern with like the explosion for the head is like I, I I didn't really even catch his name. I don't even know if they said it. I don't. But remember. he looks cool. Like he literally has like a nuclear explosion for a head. It's like a volcano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a volcano, or like like the like a the mushroom. Yeah, loud. It's kind of weird, but it, it uh, fits. And he's like super. He's kind of he's way bigger than like a human, and he's super buff. So, Rotlaw fam yeah, was I, also I, on this. One of many people's favorite alien lanterns, including myself, Rotlaw fan, one of my favorites. So uh-huh. that was cool. Yeah, and um, so eventually you get the explosion head guy with Hal Jordan and basically like a cafeteria. Yeah, it seemed like, like the Green it. Lantern cafeteria on on Oa. And um, and I guess he's got to like interrogate a giant spider, and and Hal Jordan's like, I hate giant spiders. It's the thing. <laughs> and um, the art is really well done with this because like the spider looks like gross and like what a giant spider would look like, and. Uh, Hal and the other Green Lantern, Green Lantern True, are, are doing like a uh, good cop, bad cop routine, mm-hmm. and obviously he picks up on this. But it, it's kind of interesting to watch Hal, like, because you're not really sure who's the good cop and who's the bad cop right away. Yeah, uh, they end up giving him a meal, and then he eventually starts to talk. Um, the meanwhile, the star, the evil star Lantern, not not Lantern, but he's got like kind of powers like that. He's got like a wristband. Yeah, his name's it, literally Evil Star, and they even point out how dumb it is. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, they're green, so I'm evil. And a star is brighter than a lantern, right? It's badass. He's like, at least <laughs> you put some lame. thought into it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, they like, bite him in the neck, and they take his little wristband thing, and evil star turns up in, like, a hospital, in, like, the Green Lantern Hospital, and uh, he's, like, all old and wrinkly now. It's gross. And he asks Hal to take off his mask so he can, like, look into his eyes, and Hal notices the, the neck punctures. And apparently the wristband was keeping him young the entire time. Uh, yeah, his actual so age he, is really old. Yeah, so the evil people got the power lantern ring, just a wristband form, and uh, they're going to start like mass producing it, so that should be interesting. And uh, Hal decides to go back to Earth, and only to notice uh, Earth is gone. He tries to confirm his coordinates to make sure he's there, and he's like, wow, Earth is gone. So he calls in Grand Theft Planet, and that's where it ends. Yep. Um, so 
Hunter, before before we record the episode, we talked about the episode, and he was talking about how it would be cool if it tied into the current Superman arc with the Phantom Zone and Earth being gone, and I agree, that would be awesome. Yeah, because for those who don't read Superman, right now, uh, super, uh, the Earth is gone. It's in the Phantom Zone right now, including everyone that was on Earth at the time. Hal Jordan was not on Earth, so it would be cool if he came, and the reason the Earth is gone is because it's in the Phantom Zone with Superman right now. I think that would be awesome. I don't... Yeah think it'll happen but i hope it does i really hope. yeah i kind of doubt that it'll happen but it would be awesome if it did uh the liam sharp art in this issue was amazing the detail like for like the stupidest like background like even the way he makes space look like atlantis (laughs) it's really cool i I love the way he does it and just like the various aliens because i feel like get very human looking aliens he gets us like the most bizarre looking but like awesome looking aliens you'll ever see. Like explosion head. <laughs> yeah. Like explosion head, exactly. Like who would think that? I don't know. You, Liam Sharp is doing a great job with the art. We get this kind of full page of what a well looks like, and it's just detail after detail after detail. So much light and green and bridges and buildings. Like it's crazy looking. It is, however, very nineties looking, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. It's a little 90s. I kind of, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I prefer Mogo. How Mogo was very simple looking. There are areas with like trees and stuff. And there was the city area, the main area with the central battery. I liked how simple it was, but Oa is just like so much detail, so much stuff. And it makes me kind of miss Mogo in a way. Happy to have Oa back, but I miss Mogo. I know it was a little small for lanterns, but you know, I miss it. But yeah, anyways, this yeah. issue itself, it was seemed like it was also more setting up. It was like a whole good cop, back off thing. Setting up for the dar- evil star, I guess. I don't really yeah, know don't what know. it's Should setting be- up for when I think about it. I mean, they're going to be mass producing the wristband thing, which is basically like a lantern ring. Interesting to see them rival out Hal. And um, apparently it could destroy a planet, so... Yeah, I mean, Hal destroyed a planet and Hal and Pals, so it, it'll be some planet-busting action. should be interesting. Um, this issue, I'd probably give it like a, a 5 out of 10. No real complaints. Uh, I kind of read it late, so I feel like I didn't like remember. Like, I'd flip through it as I recapped it there, but uh, I don't know. I, I like this issue. I really like the art. Like, I'm digging Liam Sharp's art. Yeah, i give it like a 9. I was entertained. Not much happened, but I was entertained. And I, I do like the art as well, and I like how they write Hal Jordan a lot. And I'm excited for the next issue with wondering where the heck the Earth went. Phantom Zone. So. It, it, would be, it would be cool if it tied back to Bendis' Superman arc. Mm-hmm. And, you know, continuity is always nice. It is. Uh, but yeah, that was the Green, the Green Lantern number two. I recommend if you're not reading it, jump on. It's only the first two issues. And uh, Grant Morrison, I mean, you don't want to miss this. Yeah. This is like the first time I've read, I've read like a Grant Morrison series in single issue like as it's coming out. So it's nice to actually read something like that. Yeah, me too, actually. But yeah, um, so that was the Green Lantern. Now our next comic of the week is Justice League number 13, a.k.a. Legion of Doom number three. Um, every few issues or so, James Tinion the fourth will write a Legion of Doom-focused Justice League issue, and um, I love it. I love the idea of it. I love James Tinion as a writer. I think he does a really good job. He writes. Uh, he wrote Detective for a good portion of Rebirth, and of course now he's writing Justice League Dark. Uh, he does a lot of good work, and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to point issue, out that uh, if you're getting this issue, the cover is not what the story is at all. <laughs> it's like, Joker, you know the rules. No one gets out alive. 
that's not what the story is. Also, Black Manta's on the cover. Black Manta's gone right now, so. It's a little it's a little bit clickbaity. It's yeah, a little, a little bit, a little bit, but the story's still good. <laughs> Anyways, quick little So, re- so Joe, Joker and Lex Luthor, uh, they're the main focus of this issue. It starts with a flashback with, uh, it's in Gotham with a big balloon of Joker's head filled with, you know, Joker toxin. And uh, he's talking to, I guess, like an engineer type guy. And he's like, just make sure, you know, I'll, I'll make it for you, Joker. Just make sure my wife and kids get out alive. And Joker's like, don't worry, I'll call them myself. And then he shoots him with his bang gun. And he starts laughing because he's the Joker. Uh, Lex Luthor is sitting in Joker's chair. You're sitting in my second favorite chair, man. As a Miller. Just oh. sleep. <coughs> <forget>. Yep. <laughs> um, so Lex Luthor is, um, his, his dialogue is really good here. And uh, he's like, you know, this balloon pot is stupid, but even if you, you know, even if the Batman stops you, you'll take a countless amount of lives. And Joker pounces on Lex Luthor, and he gets flown back, uh, thrown back because of like a force field that Lex has on, which was actually kind of cool technology. Uh, so Joker is kind of like, you know, Batman's gonna be here in five minutes. I'm ready for him, you know, the toxin, all that good stuff. And Lex is only there to recruit him for the Legion of Doom. He's like, I have a plan, and I want you part of it. And Joker is willing to uh, go in as long as he gets rid of the Batman who laughs. Um, fun fact, Joker hates the Batman who laughs. He hates him because even if he's supposed to be more like Joker, he's still a Batman. And a Batman's a Batman, no matter what kind of Batman. But it just seems like an imposter to Joker, I guess. Like, yeah. So Joker just hates him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we get flashback uh, back to the present day where we're in the Legion of Doom headquarters on... Was that the moon? Yeah. <laughs> You're on the moon. Great. Okay, just making sure. All in terms of an alien planet. Um, so a bunch of like new recruits are there uh, that were blindfolded, such as Mister Freeze, Solomon Grundy, uh, Scarecrow, Riddler, um, just a various amount of uh, villains. Batman rogues a lot mostly, and um, Gorilla Grodd and Sinestro are kind of just like you know why we need this. We don't need these people. Like Black Man is the guy we need, um, but Lex is all right with having them there. And uh, Riddler is kind of talking in riddles because he's the Riddler. No, really. Um, they get presents. To- <laughs> he gets pre- they get presents, which they open up, and they're Joker toxin, to which everyone starts laughing. And this is where Joker makes his attack on Lex Luthor. And even though this is Lex's base, Joker has been like mapping it out and making his own death trap. And Joker, the way he talks about it, like he has a contingency plan for everyone. And Hunter said before we started recording the episode, like. It's like how Batman has a contingency plan for everyone in the league. Joker has a contingency plan for everyone in the Legion of Doom, which is yeah, kind of yeah, because awesome. Batman has a plan to beat every Justice League member in case they turn evil. Joker has a plan to beat every Joker has a plan to beat every Legion of Doom member, just if he wanted to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because it would be funny. Yeah. Um, he has Lex Luthor all chained up without like around a council of Legion of Doom members, and they're all on the Joker toxin. And he, there's an All Star Superman reference here where they uh, where Lex Luthor's in the chains, like Atla the Hun, Genghis Khan, Al Capone, Luthor, and that's just, like almost exactly the line reference. Uh, Joker is just like you know he, he's not part of a team. Joker only believes in Joker, like which I thought, yeah, that's actually really true. We were talking about this. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but you and I definitely talked about this, Hunter, that, like, Joker's not somebody who should really be on the Legion, yeah. he. I mean, like, maybe in the 60s he fit in, because he was more of just a prankster. 
uh, right nowadays, Joker's a maniac, and he really doesn't fit in on the Legion of Doom at all. I find he's just he was just yeah. in for nostalgia's sake, and I'm glad he's kind of betraying them. I, I figured it would happen, and I'm glad it did. If it didn't happen, I feel like that would just kind of be like very writing for the plot kind of thing instead of writing because it's good. Uh, it's just it's Agreed. great that Joker's now betraying them. It, it was bound to happen. He's he's and, a traitor. Like he doesn't and the work dialogue well. was good there too. He said like Joker only does Joker, you know. He doesn't do a team, so I thought mm-hmm. that was good. Uh, anyway, he, Joker leaves and the toxin wears off. Uh, Lex gets unchained, and they're like, you know, we need we need new members without Black Manta, and he has the doorknob, and that's all that matters. And he's gonna call somebody else in, and who does he call in? But Brainiac, Brainiac, who's getting worked on by himself, maybe. Yeah, big brain <laughs> um, boy. <laughs> building yeah, a new brainiac so, body yeah so that was awesome and i knew brainiac would be back uh i think actually this might be on the podcast and um when no justice was coming out i'm like brainiac will be back and here he is back again uh joker will return in the batman who laughs number one awesome and uh mm-hmm. yeah that was that was the issue um it, it was good I, I liked this issue a lot it was a very dialogue heavy issue which um I read the Joker's voice in my head like Mark Hamill, and I read the Lex Luthor voice in my head like uh, I don't even know the guy who voices Lex Luthor, but whoever voices him in the DCAU, and um, that it, it was awesome reading it like that in my head. Yeah, it was. I, I did the same thing. Like it was very Joker, Batmany, or very uh, sorry, voice acting. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. The voice acting was great, even though it was no voice acting. It felt like it could very much be animated, and it looked animated. The art didn't wouldn't fit something like. Green Lantern, but if it a Joker story, which is what this issue was. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next up in uh, Justice League, we're going to go after it's taking place same time as John Earth, just where the heck were John Stewart, Martian Manhunter, and Hawkgirl? We're going to find out next issue. So, two weeks from now. Ayo. Next issue. <laughs> oh, wait, what do you rate? What do you rate the Legion of Doom issue? Um, honestly, nine out of ten. The dialogue was heavy, but it was really well written. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I really like James Tinion's writing style, so maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I really like this issue. 9 out of 10. Yep, yeah, I do the same. 9 out of 10. I thought it worked. And I'm, I'm loving the Legion of Doom issues, and um, I hope they continue. Me t- so uh, like nice Scott Snyder apparently plans to continue them. He said when he oh, first got okay. rid of Justice League, he wants to do this f- forever. If he can. <laughs> for as long as he can. Oh, so wow. I'm glad. We're just going to get a little Pretty Legion cool. of Doom issues here and there. Next up, all right, is- and uh, now next on to our final comic of the week. Uh, because I didn't get to read the other ones because I'm one busy college boy in finals week. Ah, finals week. Uh, <laughs> our last comic of the week is Batman number 60. Tell him, King. Uh, we start out with Jim Gordon, fresh out of having a black eye from uh, Batman, Batman and, punching uh, him last year, and he has a six pack. Just like, what the yeah, heck? I mean, are you I mean, he was Batman, comic books, he was Batman at one point. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, and he's actually the Batman in this issue too, but we'll get. <laughs> yeah, he is. Bat- Batman is Batman is beating the crap out of his many villains, and he just wants to know what was going on in Arkham. So it, it's like really every villain you can think of from the Rebirth run, including Kite Man. Hell yep. yeah! Um, while this is going on, uh, Penguin and Alfred are in the Batcave, and Penguin's kind of caged up, and, he and he's okay with on. this because. Yeah, but he's okay with this because he's safe from Bane, so he doesn't care. And him and Alfred are kind of doing like Shakespeare, which I think is kind of interesting because they're both British, and I feel like they could have some kind of connection. 
Yeah, they um, do kind of have a connection. It's kind of cool. Basically, for those who don't know, uh, according to Penguin, Bane is running Arkham Asylum from the inside. When Batman goes in and wants some good cops going, he acts like just a guy in prison who's kind of traumatized from getting beat up from Batman. But when they're not, according to Penguin, Bane runs the prison, including the guards and everything. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so that's why Batman's beating up people so, trying to find out. So, so Batman's beating the crap out of every villain. He he gets Firefly, which I feel like this doesn't line up with Detective because last time with Firefly, you know. But anyway, he's beating the crap out of Firefly and he wants to know information. And uh, he like shoots him down a building and brings him back up. And really, every villain that he's beating the crap out of is like, I was in Arkham for months. Nothing is happening. And he's like really brutally, brutally beating them. Um, Alfred and... Uh, a cobblepot are going back and forth and it's very interesting they share some tea which is nice and he feeds them fish gross <laughs> <laughs> uh, Montoya Montoya and Gordon are uh, talking and uh, Jim is kind of like just pissed at Batman he's like we don't need him um, he has to borrow one of his buddy cops bats which is signed by the entire Gotham team and uh, he's like yeah no problem commission you're the bat man which is kind of a lame pun but kind of funny and uh he goes up to the roof and he smashes up the bat signal with the bat which is like dude you just ruined this guy's bat you could have done this with any blunt object (laughs) and uh batman's still beating the crap out of villains and penguin he's talking about penny and we find out that penny was not his wife so in the last episode we thought penny was his wife but turns out it's possibly he describes um, he says um, her beautiful black feathers, yeah. her petite sun-drenched beak. Oh, Penny, my little, my pretty little. And then he gets interrupted. Penguin, Batman isn't coming. And he's like, oh, no, he's still blindfolded. And right as you think he's about to get hit, Batman is like kind of rushing back. And he sees Alfred bloody on the ground. And he's like, what's wrong? And then Alfred is like, Batman, he, he's here. He's here. And then he's like, you're. And then last page, father. And you see Thomas Wayne. Batman standing over Batman and Alfred's bloody body and he's making the same exact pose he's had in every issue so far since 50. <laughs> Flashpoint what Batman. that means we don't know but yeah so that Batman number 60 what did you think of it Hunter? It was one of Tom King's better issues yep agreed I think so um going back to Penguin real quick so yeah he's been teasing having this wife who died when she was 20 but now, now it's like oh it wasn't a wife. It was a penguin, and an emperor penguin is can range to about the size of an average human, and that's why maybe it was in a human-sized coffin. Uh, he's penguin mentioned last issue that no one saw her as a person but me, so makes sense. The iceberg lounge, which is what penguin runs, has penguins all over the place, and uh, he kept saying her father keeps trying to visit the lounge. Maybe that's just like oh, Penny's actual father, like a penguin, just happened to be roam into that area, you know? Because it's just a penguin looking for Penny. Do you want us to invite? Do you want us to invite any of her family to? Oh, okay. Yeah, and he said no. Don't invite your family. Just, just me, you know. So it kind of makes sense in a way. Also, uh, Penny, like he kept talking. Penny, the penguin, a penguin's lifespan. An emperor penguin could live from twenty to twenty-five. Usually they have kids, like they could give birth, lay eggs, however it works, <laughs> after like two, three, even four years, but sometimes two years. So it makes sense that the father might still be alive since Penny died at two. So the father had Penny when the father was like two, three, or four. It makes sense. So 
Dude. What the heck, Tom King? That's messed up, but clever. And I'm I'm proud we're figuring this out. If we did, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it is it is clever and not something that I was expecting. I was expecting it to be his wife, but yeah, um, nice little twist. Uh, what do you think of the end with Thomas Wayne? Um, I I'm glad we're getting to this now. I mean, like yeah. we got the tease in fifty. And like, okay, we're not going to see that till episode till like issue hundred. But we're at 75. issue sixty. 10 issues later and we're getting the Thomas Wayne story. So I'm okay with that. I'm glad that we're going to get an explanation. Hopefully next issue. Unless they avoid that for whatever reason. But I hope we, uh, I hope it's, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea if it's actually Thomas Wayne, if it's someone impersonating. I don't know if it was someone impersonating, how would they know what this Thomas Wayne looks like in the Batsuit? Only Barry and Bruce know really. And maybe Batman described it to Alfred, but I don't know. It's interesting. What do you think? I'm I'm not really sure how it's gonna work out, but I'm excited to see how it works out. Um, I could see this being going horribly wrong, like how some things in Tom King's run have, but I could also see this being awesome. I mean, Batman is being very, very, very brutal right now, like brutal to the point where he's almost like Thomas Wayne was in Flashpoint, right? He's beating the absolute crap out of villains. He needs information, so oh, maybe yeah, Thomas yeah. can get him back to his senses, right? Also, Thomas wanted Bruce to quit being Batman, and Batman's like, no, I'm going to keep being Batman. <laughs> so maybe he's just like, he, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Who knows? I, I've, I've, I've liked this arc overall so far. The, uh, Me too. The name of this arc is. Me too. Tom King's uh, been doing good. But yeah, I give it like... The Tyrant Wing. The Tyrant Wing Part 3. Yeah. I give this issue, like, honestly, good job, Tom King. I give it a 8.5. Okay. 8.5 is very fair, and I will go with 8.55. I like that. Mm -hmm. Batman 60 was really good. This was a really good week of comics. We had, you know, good comic after good comic after good comic, and that's never going to be, you know, you're never going to hear any complaints from me when we got all those good comics. Yeah, and Adventures of Super Sons and Nightwing was pretty good, too. I mean, all right. Didn't get I a guess. chance to read it, but I will catch up after finals. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> read Red Hood, Red Hood in the Outlaw yet, or Red Hood the Outlaw, Red Hood Outlaw, whatever it's called now. I haven't read it yet, but I haven't heard anything about it at all. But maybe it'll be good. We'll see. But yeah, good issue. Good, good, good issues all all around. Uh, Doomsday Clock was my pick of the week. Definitely, it will always be my pick of the week if it comes out. So yeah. Oh, for for sure, for sure. Doomsday Clock is the best comic going on right now. I mm-hmm. will stand by that statement. <laughs> I can't wait to see it end. Yeah, same. Done. Um, so is that the end of the episode? Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're listening over on iTunes, uh, please leave us a five star rating or rate it whatever you think it is. I hope you think it's five stars if you're still listening. Uh, um, for a hero story, I'm JD and I'm Hunter. Oh yeah, and thanks for being hero. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a while. Thanks for being hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Thanks for listening. Page closed.